Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship. Monday morning discipleship. And as usual, we come on each Monday, uh, try to give you a word, uh, to try to help sustain you, try to go along with what you may have received on Sunday. And so uh, we're still in our series, Living with the Enemy. And so uh, we're going to wrap it up on this week. And we talk about living with the enemy and we may revisit this at some time, but uh, we're going to wrap it up this week because uh, the Lord has given me something else that I really need to discuss. Um, so I want to end this one on this week. And I'll, I'll tell you at the end of this podcast of where we're going next. Um, we're going to wrap it up living with the enemy on this week. And so we we ended last week's podcast and we were talking about um, we were speaking on things of, of walking in the flesh and, and that kind of thing. And so what I want to do is I, I want to move on to uh, how we can kill them off, how we can kill off the enemy. And uh, we ended last week or we, we brought this up on last week. We talked about we said we we're going to discuss that. How can we get rid of the enemy? And as we talked about, the enemy is the enemy. The enemy is that thing inside of you that's battling you each and every day. And we're going to look at some scripture. I got some uh, scriptures that you're going to need to jot down on this week. I'm going to read it for you, but I definitely want you to jot it down. Um, so we're going to talk about this day. How can we get rid of this enemy? How can we how can we defeat him? And, and let, let me rephrase that, too. How can we defeat him? And I want you to know before we get to the scripture on today, as we've been saying over the past few weeks, you're going to have to defeat him daily. It's not going to be a one time thing. Um, you hear oftentimes that that we say things uh, uh, in relation to scripture, how we have to die daily to sin daily. It's a daily battle when you're trying to overcome uh, sin, when you're trying to overcome your nature, your old nature and that type of thing. It is a daily battle. So we talk about killing him off. I'm talking about a day by day thing, which means that you may defeat him today, but he'll be he'll rise again tomorrow and you're going to have to fight him again. And so it's a day by day thing. We talk about killing off uh, this enemy, this thing that that's inside of us. And and when I say day by day, let me let me make this distinction, too. When I tell you it's a day by day battle. Um, you, you may have to sometimes fight him all day. You may have, you may get him in the morning and he may not bother you for the rest of the day. You, you may struggle with him all day on some days and you may not get him until you lay down at night. And let me be real with you. Some days he's going to get the best of you. Some days he's going to get the best of you, but you've got to come up the next day and live to fight another day. And so when we talk about this, um, getting rid of him, defeating him. You've got to do it every single day. It is an everyday battle to do the right thing. It is an everyday battle to try to resist doing the wrong thing. It is an everyday battle. And, and as we started this series, as we went through it, and one of the things I wanted to stress here is I don't think that that's always communicated properly in the church. I think there's a lot of things that, that, we're not really telling particularly the new converts that every day it's going to be a battle. I think that we profess so often what we've overcome or what we feel as if we've over overcome. We talk so often about how we've got quote unquote, the devil under our feet. And we say a lot of things y'all. And that causes people to think or believe people who, who don't know their Bible, people who are novices, if you will, people who, who really haven't studied and spent some time with God, spent some time in the word, it causes them to believe that somehow they can actually defeat the devil for good. 
And I want you to know that if you, if you, <laughs> the moment that you overcome the devil for good, you won't be on this side of heaven anymore. As long as you're inhaling and exhaling, the devil is going to be trying to attack you. So, so you're not going to defeat the devil for good and still be on this side of heaven. In order for you to defeat the devil for good, you're going to have to leave here. You, you, you're going to have to defeating the devil uh, for good means I made it to the kingdom. That's when he ain't bothering you no more when you're there. And so we, we got to make sure that we explain that to the body of Christ, explain that to people who don't know, because some of us walk around with this attitude as if we've done something that we have not done, that, that we don't have uh, any battles anymore. Now, let me be clear. You may not have the same battles. There are some things that, that, that people are delivered from. There are some things that people have overcome in this life. But there are other battles that are still going on. And, and listen, do they rage like the other battles rage? Maybe not, but you're still battling. And by the way, it, it, you may have overcome what you think is a big thing and you still got some little battles. But I want you to know the Bible says that God says all unrighteousness is sin. So even if you're battling, quote unquote, little sins now, God says all unrighteousness is sin. He sees them all the same way. So now let, let me give you some scripture on today. As we get ready to bring this to a close and then at the end of, of, of this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about where we're going uh, next. Um, so this everyday battle against the sin nature that we just talked about, it is an everyday battle. And so how can we kill them off each day? The Bible says in John 17 and 17, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus says. Right. In John 17 and 17. He, he says he's, he's talking to God. That's where the Lord's prayer is. We erroneously people tell you that the Lord's prayer is in uh, Matthew uh, six. When Jesus teaches them, it teaches them saying our father, which art in heaven and so on and so forth. That is the disciples prayer. So that is the disciples prayer. The Lord's prayer is in John 17. That's when Jesus is actually praying. And Jesus says to the father, as he's talking to him, in John 17 and 17, when he's praying uh, concerning his disciples, and quite honestly, he's praying uh, about you and I. He says to him in John 17 and 17, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. And so we talk about being clean. We talk about uh, uh, and part of this defeating the enemy on a daily basis is that sanctification process, a daily sanctification. Let me be clear here, a daily sanctification Sometimes we only want to go through stuff one time, but listen, how many of you cleaned your house and you only had to clean it one time? <laughs> Even if you are the only one that's living there, something going to get dirty again. Dust going to fall. You, you can't clean your house one time and it just stay clean. You have to keep on. You have to dust every now and then. And again, like I said, that, that sometimes we're, we're, we've overcome some things. So, so maybe you cleaned your house up and you changed some of your habits. And maybe you ain't a slob or anything like, like you were before. But but understand that even if you live by yourself, dust still falls. So even people who live by themselves every now and then, they still have to dust. I, I wish somebody was with me. I'm almost preaching, but I'm trying to catch myself. You have to dust every now and then because stuff is still happening. And so you may not have the same battles every day, but 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 there's all, always a battle but sanctify them through thy word. So what Jesus is saying is you got to go to the word. If you really going to kill this off, you've got to go to the word. 
right? You've got to stay in the word. This is why you all hear me stressing Bible class so much, so much more than church attendance. And sometimes when I say that, people think that I'm against church attendance. No, I just know that Bible class is what changes people's living. Preaching can pull you, make you save, get you out of the world, right? Preaching can get and preaching can can re-energize you and re, reinvigorate you. And, and it's an emotional charge. Preaching can encourage you. Preaching is very important, but teaching is what changes your life. When you come to understand the word of God and then you understand it better, now you can apply it better. So that's why you hear me talk about teaching all the time, because teaching is where lives are changed. Right. I can encourage you on Sunday morning with a sermon. And again, we need encouragement. I can encourage you. I can emotionally inspire you on Sunday morning. And in some sermons, depending on how I present it, I know for me in particular, I tend to teach a little bit in my, in my preaching. I might be able to teach you some things, but it's that Bible class that's really going to do it. It's that coming to Bible class that's really going to change your life. And so Jesus says that he says, sanctify them through that word. That word is is truth. Now, I want to look at Galatians. I want to look at the book of Galatians. And, and I know we started off in Romans. Actually, let me go back to Romans. Uh, I, I, I neglected to read this verse and I wanted to make sure that I, I read this verse on today. Um, Romans chapter eight, verse 13. We talked a little bit about Romans last week. Romans chapter eight, verse 13. King James Version says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Y'all see that? Uh, it, it says, if you live after the flesh, let me pull up the New Living Translation as is our custom. So I want to make sure that you get this New Living Translation, that same verse, Romans chapter eight. It says, for if you live by its dictates, talking about the flesh, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Verse 14 says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So the New Living Translation tells us that we've got to kill them off. We've got to kill the enemy off. We got to take them out because quite honestly, he's trying to take you out. <laughs> Amen. So we've got to kill them off so that we can live according to the spirit. Because again, if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. And this is key where the Bible says, Paul says here, through the power of the spirit. The reason that some of us are losing so often to the devil on a daily basis, because we're trying to do it under our own might. You cannot do it under your own might. You need the power of the spirit in order to really get a hold of that enemy, which means that you're not fighting by yourself. You cannot defeat the devil by yourself. I don't care how accomplished you are. I don't care how much words, you know, quite honestly, I don't care how much studying you've done. You still need the spirit and all of that. It, it, without the spirit, these are just words without the Holy spirit. These are just words. This is why some people struggle with the application of the Bible and the understanding of the Bible, because without the spirit, it's just words. So I just want to give you all that little PSA right there. You need the spirit. Now, now I want to go to Galatians. I wanted to look at this on today, but I wanted to, I, I neglected to read uh, that verse early. So I wanted to make sure that we got that in there. I want to look at Galatians. I want to look at a couple of more passages of scripture before we get out of here. Galatians chapter five. And again, I told you all, you're going to have to write down some scripture on today. 
Galatians chapter five. I'm going to look at verse 17 and it simply says as King James version for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, uh, the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would, right? New living translation, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature does. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Y'all remember when we started in, in Romans chapter seven with this series, Paul says, I want to do, I want to do right. But this, this enemy that lives inside of me, he keeps pulling me in the wrong direction. He keeps causing me to do wrong. And so in Galatians chapter five, here's Paul again. He's saying here, he says, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. So, so you got to understand if you're in your flesh, or as we discussed earlier as, as well in this series, if you're walking according to your flesh, you're going to be doing the opposite of what the spirit of God wants you to do. You cannot, as, as we, as we discussed in Romans eight, if you're after the flesh, you're not going to be pleasing to God. And I know we like to twist and turn and try to fit some things in there, but the Bible is clear. It's what I just said to you earlier. That's why you need the spirit so that you can understand and apply the Bible. When you're led by the spirit of God, you stop trying to pretend that God didn't say what he said. Now, understand that doesn't mean as as we're discussing, that doesn't mean that you're always going to do right. But even when you do wrong, you're not going to pretend that God didn't say what he said, that when we get that spirit in us, when we really, really, really become a new creature. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. When we really get to that place. We stop trying to change the Bible and start trying to change our lives. Because that's the struggle that we have in the church right now. People are trying to change what God said. That's why we got so much stuff going on in the church right now. So many things that ought not be. And you can take that for whatever, whatever you think it means. Cause I don't, I don't have time to deal with that right now either. This is why we got so much stuff going on in the church right now, because people are trying to pretend that God didn't say what he said, but he said it all the stuff that we, he said it all the stuff that y'all don't want to hear from 30, 40 years ago. He said it. Now maybe it needs to be presented in a different way so people can really connect with it, but he still said it. So, so here, here, Paul says here, the sinful nature, as we've been dealing with this nature, this nature, it wants to do the opposite of what God tells you to do. And I want y'all to hear me good here. There's a lot of things that we do in life, quite honestly, that people think they're sinful and they're not sinful. It's just the context in which you're doing it. It's how you're doing it. That makes it sinful. Case in point, let's deal with the elephant in the room before I move to Galatians chapter six. Let's deal with that. God ordained sex. But he says, I wanted to happen between a man and his wife. So, so God is not against you having sex. God is against you having sex under the wrong circumstances. Right. And it's just like a lot of things in life. Some things are not necessarily wrong. It's the circumstances in which we did them were wrong that were wrong. Right. So, so again, y'all, Paul says here, he says, your flesh is opposed to the spirit and you can't walk in both of them at the same time. He says they're in conflict with one another. They're battling one another. Let's move on to Galatians six and eight. 
This is also familiar pastor scripture and, and I'm running out of time here. I don't want to be too long with this. So I'm going to give you these last couple of scriptures here and then we're going to get out of here. So Galatians six and eight, this is famous stuff right here for he that soweth King James version for he that soweth to his flesh shall love the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall love the spirit reap everlasting life, right? New living translation. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So if you're doing everything to satisfy your flesh, you're going to reap corruption and death. This is what the Bible is saying. Not what Reverend Jackson is saying. It's what the Bible is saying. You're going to reap corruption and death. But if you live to please the spirit, right? If you live to please the spirit, you will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. Right. And so when that scripture goes on, if you read down the verses nine and, and, and 10 well, verse nine, really, that's when the Bible tells us you reap what you sow. And so as a body of believers, as a body of Christ in the last couple of minutes that I have here, a lot of times when we tell people you reap what you, what you sow, we're always saying it with the negative connotation. It's always like when somebody's done us wrong, we say, you reap what you sow, you reap what you sow. But the Bible is clear here when it says, if you sow some good things, you'll reap that too. So make sure that you're sowing good things, right? So, so let me, let me close out here. I'm going to go to Ephesians and I want to look at a couple of more uh, verses here. And then we're going to wrap up this series. And then I want to tell you about the next series that uh, we're going into. So I want to look at a couple of things. when we talk about how we can get rid of this, this enemy how we can defeat them. And I've been sharing some things with you again, lean towards the spirit. Don't lean on your flesh. This is how you can defeat them, right? Stop yielding, you know, because it said the spirit has some desires. The spirit desires for you to do right. So you lean towards the spirit and don't lean towards the flesh. Ephesians chapter four, verses 22 through 24. Ephesians chapter four, verses 22 through 24. This is where we're going to leave this right here. And again, we may pick this up again uh, down the road, but there's, there's something pressing that I think I need to get to um, that, that the Lord just arrested my attention to earlier today. And he says, I need you to go right into that. And, and he gave me permission because I'm listening to the spirit. He gave me permission to close this out, but he says, I want you to go here next. Let's look at this Ephesians chapter four, verses 22 through 24 simply says this King James version. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God has created in righteousness and true holiness, new living translation, throw off your old sinful nature, throw it off. He says, throw off your old sinful nature, sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I like what the new living translation says when it says renew your thoughts and your attitudes. If you want to get rid of the enemy, you've got to change your thinking and you've got to change your attitude. I'm going to say this in closing and then we're going to wrap this up here. Um, something that I've been sharing a lot with people lately. I said, we are creatures of habit and appetite. We are creatures of habit and appetite. We like to do the things that we like to do over and over and over again, that we have developed certain appetites for certain things. 
But when you come to realize that certain things are harmful to you, the only way for you to get better is to change your habits, change your appetite. I did a workshop uh, not too long ago. Uh, It's called Aiming Your Desire. And I'm going to do it again one day. And I talked about the desire of man. Our desire has to be changed if we really want to get rid of this enemy. And if we want to defeat him every day, we got to wake up with a desire to do right. Our attitude has to change. Our habits need to change. Our appetites need to change. You got to stop doing the things that you used to do. And start doing some new things. And it's going to take some adjusting and getting used to. But I'm here to tell you, if you do it in the spirit, as we just saw in scripture on today, if you do it through the spirit, you can make it happen. But if you're trying to do it on your own, the devil going to get a hand up on you every day. And he's going to wind up defeating you every day. Until you change your habits, change your thinking, change your appetite, change your attitude. Until you do those things, you can't beat the enemy. You're going to continue. Now, he's going to still, as I keep saying, it's a daily struggle. So you're going to have to live with him. But you can get the upper hand on him every single day if you operate in the spirit. I'm not telling you what, 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 I, what I'm saying. I'm not telling you what I think. I just went through some scriptures, just a few scriptures to let you know that you can defeat the enemy. But you're going to have to be ready to fight every single day. That's all the time that we have for Monday morning discipleship. I hope that you all have been blessed um, by this series. Again, I went a little bit longer than I, than I normally do, but I wanted to make sure that I got that. And again, I'm probably going to pick that up again sometime in the, in the future, but the Lord has shifted my attention and I'm going to start a new series on next week. And it's going to be called a gospel for marginalized people, a gospel for marginalized people. And I want to have this conversation in the midst of the racial tension that we have going on in this country. And I think a lot of times when people hear, um, you know, about how we ought to be concerned about marginalized people, particularly black people, brown people, uh, Latino people, indigenous people. um, You know, when we say we got to be concerned about that, the usual response comes back. For example, the statement black lives matter. Somebody comes back with all lives matter. And and even in the religious community, we say things like, well, Jesus loves everybody. But 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 the Lord just arrested my attention to some things uh, on today as I was meditating on some stuff. And God said to me, I sent my son for marginalized people. And he says, scripture bears it out. And so I'm not going to get too deep into it right now, but I'm excited about it. I cannot wait. And I don't know how long we're going to spend on that, but we're going to start that next week. If the Lord lets me live a gospel for marginalized people. So we're going to pick that up on our Monday morning discipleship starting on next week. And I pray that you all will join us for it here. Let me give you a tag very, very quickly so we can get on out the way on today. If you'd like to keep up with us, like to check out the ministry, the best way to do that is to check us out at the ministry's website. That website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. If you'd like to pick up any of our written works, the best way to do that is to find us on our publishing website, that website, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Stop by there and pick up any one of our written works. We do believe that it will be a blessing to you. We always encourage you to like, subscribe, follow, share this podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts, we do believe that it will be a blessing to you. And then we also encourage you to check out our Facebook page. We have a ministries Facebook page, uh, Kelly R. Jackson Ministries. That's on Facebook. Look that up, uh, like us and follow us there. There's a word there for you as well. 
that's all the time that we have for Monday morning discipleship. I hope you all were blessed by this series and I hope you all will come back. If the Lord let me live, come back next week. A gospel for marginalized people. That's going to be our new series when we want to start this on next week. So we hope to see you all on next time. We appreciate you all for checking out the Purpose and Beyond podcast, Monday morning discipleship. We will see you all on next time. Be blessed.